Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. The podcast where one of us is wearing fucking sunglasses indoors. Hey, man. Care to explain that? You see this fucking light right here in my glasses, right there? It's shining in my eyes. I decided that I was gonna, I was gonna be proactive and block it from my eyes. I look like one of those. proactive now. I look like an upside. I fucking, I fucking should be with all these goddamn pimples I'm growing on my fucking face. You got some pimples. From all the fucking pussy I've been eating. Anyways, let's keep fucking. You know, you know like this shit off high. I was driving around running errands today. And I was literally remembering that time you were like, I'll do whatever because I eat pussy. What <laughs> like doing the chewy or whatever. And I stick by my story. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to the Friendly Sparring uh, Podcast. My name is Juice, as always. And uh, most of the time, this is Leo. This is Leo right now. It is me. Guys, I had a pretty great weekend. Uh, I went to go see some, uh, doesn't sound that cool, but I went to go see some fucking jazz music. That is cool. And if you don't okay. think that's cool, fucking get fucked. Hey, man, it was fucking sick. Uh, the drummer was amazing, uh, as all jazz drummers usually are. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, literally in the, at the end of the set, got up and started scatting. It was very interesting. The drummer did or the drummer did. It was very interesting. Uh, like That's fucking great. And and the way that he was scatting was like. It was weird, like it was the first time I had seen it, like in person, like the first time as opposed to like watching like on Pornhub, you know, whenever you see the scat porn. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's very different experience. Totally different. Yeah. When he got up and started scatting, I was like, that's scatting. I was like, let me show you guys something real quick. <laughs> Just. <laughs> and I literally just kept my phone and I had my sunglasses on. I was like, yeah, is this all not what we're all watching? When you guys say when every that's why I was like, oh, that's weird at jazz. They just get up and start shitting at each other. Let me ask you, have you heard of cake farts? Yeah. Have you guys ever heard of Brazilian fartboard? Like Brazilian fartboard? Are we what are we doing? What are we talking Flappy? about? Flappy? E I've already told you guys we're sponsored by them now. Um, but anyway, um, but the way that he was scatting. I wish this was a porn podcast. Me too. Now, well, it might be. No, it could be. I'll pull my penis. I don't care. Uh, not like a fucking no, no. I want to video. Yeah, well, like, uh, yeah, no, not video. Just I want to review porn on the microphone. Don't care. Just on my microphone. Get a bunch of ky on it. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but the way that the guy was scatting on the, it, it was weird because he was the drummer. Mm-hmm. So what? So for he was playing phenomenally on the drums, like just amazing. But when he got up and started scatting, it was like what you would do to describe how drums sound, which was weird. So like he was like he was like playing. He was like then he stood up and started going. That and I was like and then in my head, I was like, just do it on the drum. Yeah. Because normally when you scat, it's like, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like something a little bit different. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
it, his, I was like, you could just do that on drums. You could just do it. <laughs> sit back, sit back down. No, he was a, he was amazing. He invited us to to go watch him again at the uh, at the Baked Potato in in North Hollywood, which is a very nice um, studio city. Uh, it's a very cool jazz lounge. I went to go see Danny nice. Carey, which if there's any um, uh, Tool fans that listen to this, he's the drummer for Tool, and he played at that venue uh, on a jam nice. night, and he only played drums, but everybody else was rotating, and it was fucking a tiny room and amazing. Guys, I'm on one today. Okay, I saw fucking yeah. jazz this weekend. I just had barbecue, some You're delicious barbecue in Texas. Up. I'm all fucking. Can you tell by the sunglasses? Jazzed up. You, should, you know what we're gonna call this episode? Jazz Club. Jazz Club. Look at this. First robot jazz club. We're fucking talking about jazz. Yeah, because we're gonna keep talking about jazz. Like and then uh, fucking dance game and dance released their fucking single this week, and I'm I'm fucking stoked on that, guys. Just fucking good times. I started my job this week. Fucking depressing, depressing as shit. Can I tell you something? After the first day, guarantee you, this is what I told everyone. Oh, I can see why people kill themselves. <laughs> Guaranteed I said that. No, but um, not to be, obviously, we're very big advocates for, um, hold on, I have to take my glasses off for this because I'm being very serious. Uh, we're very big advocates for, um, you know, mental you know, health and stuff like that. But uh, just the idea dawned on me like, oh, man, um, like this is what, pe- like th- that's what people do. Like they, they just, go to work and like and i'm like that's that's weird and, and that's all that's all they don't have any hobbies and i mean that's it then their family and then i was like that's a lot that's a lot to think about um and it just like the first day i was like okay and i mean obviously i'm not doing it for very long because i'm moving back to texas but um mm-hmm. it was just one of those like weird like oh okay this is progression not to offend anyone that does it i just it's just very very interesting of an observation yeah but I'll, I'll say this like uh most of the jobs i've had the first week or so is rough yeah yeah as and as you're like oh shit i don't know what what to do here i will say well the, the thing is is that i'm doing data entry um and it's the mm-hmm. same thing over and over again that's my, okay, my that's why it's the, the, tr- the tr- yeah the training for my job was 15 minutes less than that so and I and and it's it's weird. Like the first four days, it was good, but the fifth on on Friday, um, in the last hour, I, I was like, I'm fucking fainting. I, I was like, wow, this is I'm I'm tired. Like, what is happening? And I was like, oh, okay, that's why everyone fucking slumps on fucking Fridays because it, it's it was just it's just consistently the same thing over and over again. The cool thing is I get to listen to music while I'm at work. Uh, like I just that's put great. uh 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 you know earbud in yeah. uh so that's like a good good thing because if i didn't it would be pretty bad because you just hear t key, keyboard typing the entire yeah, time like, uh, yep that's literally all you hear it's a big room full of people that are doing the exact same thing i'm doing that's what's even worse wow there's no variety it's just a big room of people doing the exact same thing all data entry all day long hate to see it so on Sundays, that's why I got to do this podcast so I can fucking, you know, pretend like people give a shit. You know what people did give a shit about in Ohio last night? That UFC fight card. I'll tell you what they gave a shit about, whether or not there was Russians. Yeah. And and also they instantly forgot the second they got out, out of the octagon. Yeah. <laughs> also, actually, before we go any further, <laughs> they actually didn't know they were Russian until Bruce Buffer said it on the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah 
both had so much Russian name, like the most the, Russian names of all time. Yeah, still didn't, didn't give a still fuck. couldn't figure it out. Can I tell you something? Walked when out first, to Russian music when the first guy came out and Bruce announced him being Russian. They booed him, right? Which yeah. this is my prelim pick for the night, but we're gonna. I just what I love about it. Then when the camera switched to the other guy, everybody started cheering until Bruce Buffer said yeah. Russia again, and then they started so booing him. Stupid. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I, I was like, wow, you guys could have just waited to find out that they're both Russians fighting. But it was uh, everyone was like, oh, that guy's from Russia. This other guy must be great. <laughs> and literally, yeah, they only had to wait 15 more seconds to hear that he was Russian, too. But they were cheering Listen, loudly when it showed him. If you're listening to this podcast and you're from Ohio, this is not directed at you. You're very cool. By virtue of you listening to Friendly Sparring Podcast. Yeah, you're the bee's knees. You're the best. Nick. Everyone else in Ohio. Fucking get fucked. Figure it out. So stupid, bro. I was like, I can't even with this. And like, we we saw the two extremes, right? We saw the UK fans being just fucking awesome last Bananas. week. Bananas. Yeah, just being super supportive of their guys and like not booing the other people and just fucking being great. And then you got the goddamn. Well, they might have booed Mach One because of my Mike Grundy. Which was that's fair. I mean, I would boo Mac one too, but anyway, <laughs> fucking just bring the Russian. Like, I can't fucking stand. Like, these are the same cucks, and this is this card I'm about to talk about was in Vegas, so it doesn't really matter. This is the same fucking cucks that were chanting USA, USA right. for Kamaru versus Colby. Hey, Kamaru Usman is also from America. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so stupid! Yeah, yeah. Not the not the you know sharpest tools in the shed. Uh, all all UFC fans, myself included. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty fucking dumb. Yeah, look at me. I'm wearing fucking sunglasses indoors like a goddamn idiot. What the fuck is happening? That's the most self aware thing you've ever said. I look like a fucking jackass right now. But guess Be what? Comfortable. Yeah, you guys love your, it. Your eyes are burning from the light. So no, nope, I'm fucking straight chilling. Don't even give a fuck. But anyway, Juice, let's go ahead and go with your prelim pick of the night. Nothing else to say I about mean, that fight? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, great rear naked choke on his part, but the better rear naked choke came later in the in the in the night. Yeah. So and I noticed you're not saying any names. You're just like, yeah, it's Russians. Oh, it's yeah, great. two Russians. Yeah. The Ali Skarab. Kizirev and, uh, and 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 I think it's Denise Tuliland. Yeah, Dennis Tuliland. No, Denise. It could be Denise. It could be Denise. Yeah. <laughs> Just tried to fucking fake a Russian. It could not be Denise. <laughs> Why so much so much stoli in that that Russian system? Yeah. Anyways, I wanted to talk about my girl, my fellow French woman. Here we are. Manon Fioro. I could not. It's not Fiore. Or Fiore. the fuck a Fiore. And you don't cut off the last syllable either and say Fior like they do. Yeah, like fucking on the broadcast. The broadcast. Fioro. Yeah. It's like uh, what that fucking the. Like it's like it's almost like, like Hercule Piro. Oh, Piro! There we go. Yeah, who cares? I think it's Piro. Anyway, I, it is. It is Piro. That's yeah. Piro. Who knows Agatha Christie? But me. Yeah, that's true. I don't know any Agatha Busty. Oh, that's a porn. Yeah. 
God damn you. Is this is this a porn podcast? Are we just going to talk about porn? Hey, dude. Either way, sunglasses on all the time. Are you drinking a spin drift? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I am. This is a spin drift. Spin drifts are, today. I can't really get behind spin drifts. Mm. But you know what I can get behind? Men don't feel well. Men don't feel well. Great fight. Good, great fight. Uh, Jennifer didn't really have much for her. I mean, she had a few head kicks that were pretty nice, but that's true. Other than that, it was all Manon. Yeah, she did a Honestly, really good straight to the moon. I hope. I mean, here's hoping we need, we just honestly, uh, we just need uh, the, the dynamics to kind of start changing up. Like what's happening in the heavyweight division is really cool. Um, uh, so we need that for the, the women's division to get the more, like we need a, we need another Holly, um, Misha Rhonda situation going on. Um, yeah. Uh, we need that. We need something like that to be that. And, and the heavyweight division really went through a weird slump for a little bit of time. And now it's, and now it's getting like, Oh, look at the top five, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. So, so I think we what if they do the... Manon versus Alexa Grasso next? Yeah. What about Grasso? Chingasso? Yeah. I was gonna say, well, what if it, what if Manon's manager is like getting offered fights in the UFC and they're like, oh, you could fight Molly McCann. You could fight yeah. Joe Island. And Which might like, be next. He's French, but he's like, what about Grasso Tingasos? <laughs> what about uh, which? What which about I, Grasso, you piece of shit? I really, I really think that that might actually be next. Yeah, I wouldn't Menno, hate it. Menno and Molly. Yeah. I mean, Ooh. yeah. But. Well, Menno's in the rankings now. Molly's not ranked, I don't think. Yeah, but I, I, I think. What's Manel? No, Manel, Manel just made it into the rankings. We'll, we'll be making it into the rankings tomorrow. Let me see something. So if that's the case, then you know that might that's probably going to be the, the a good fight from for Molly. After that fucking spinning back fist from hell, back elbow, sorry elbow. Why say fist? Yeah, because oh, because of, of the Gutierrez boy. Although I didn't watch that fight, which I feel bad, but apparently yeah. it's a good knockout. Yeah, that's probably like I would say worth going back to watch because yeah, it was, it was a good probably. back and forth, and he landed a fucking nice spinning back fist, dude. Yeah, I almost picked that one, but I had to go with Manon because she's yeah. just so she's hey. so good, she's so exciting. And if I, if I we always if we ever have to explain on this podcast why we pick with our heart, stop listening to this podcast. We don't have to explain. Uh, you know 100%. us. You're right. You know us. You you've been with us on this road. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get into the main card. Um, Mark. Decadzi, Decadzi, Decadzi. Mark Jacazi, 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 against the uh, Vyacheslav Borshev, aka Slava Claus. That fucking Uriah Faber calls him, which became his Slava fight Claus. nickname, which is weird. And then he lost because I guess they call him Slava, like as yeah. a nickname. Yeah, he lost. And then or just Slava. Yeah, he's, he lost his shit. Uh, Mark, uh, yeah, just really wrestled fuck the fuck out of him. Dude, we're going to get to this when we get to the main event, but I swear to God, I tweeted this out. It's almost like Mark Jacquesi's coach and Curtis Blade's coach wrote their game plans down on a piece of paper, and they somehow got switched in the locker room. <laughs> Mark opened it up, and he's like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to wrestle. Yeah. And Curtis is like, oh, I guess. Oh, I guess I'm supposed to strike. Strike? Okay. Like, yeah. you, got a, you got a striker. Listen, Marcia Casey, the first time I saw him fight, he fucking fought this guy named Timu Pakalan, this Finnish guy, 
hits him with a spin kick and knocks him out cold. I mean, the guy was a board. It was like that Terry Adam thing, but it wasn't yep. a wheel kick. It was like, it was like it's in Barbosa Terry Adam, but it wasn't a wheel kick. He like, it, it was almost like a double kick, right? Cause he set up the first one just to like find the range, but it just sort of like tapped him. And then he spun around with the other one. It was like a sidekick. It was like, bop, bop, but like spin quick. It was so quick. I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy's insane. And he had a few fights like that until he got, I think he ended up with like three straight losses at one point, and then he had to reinvent his game. He actually had a similar performance to this one against Joe Duffy to break that losing streak where he was like, I'm just going to wrestle this guy, kind of. Uh, right. he, he controlled him. It wasn't like as clear as this, but he, he definitely dominated the wrestling in that fight. And this one, he was like, and according, apparently Bisping was saying how in, in the fighter meeting, he was like, yeah, well, this guy thinks he's a striker, but I'm, I think I'm a better striker or whatever. He fucking took him down the entire fight. He was just like, he was say, like, how many strikes did he throw? I don't, I don't even know, but he was certainly manhandling him yeah. a lot of times. Like it, it wasn't like, uh, you know what it reminded me of? Uh, it, it, it kind of reminded me of, um, uh, uh, Spivak versus, uh, Greg Hardy. Mm. As far as the manhandling goes, a like he, bit, they yeah. were just, tossing this potatoes around just fuck you get the fuck yeah. off here uh yeah. mark decay every time he got it we just kept like oh well i'll just throw you <laughs> i'll yep. just throw you d- down to the ground um and then just, yeah yeah it was it was i mean what a great uh game plan on his part and really like really just showed his strength like was just like no i'm just gonna dominate you and smother this and and didn't strike much so good on mark for that one uh anything else to say about that fight no nope. it's pretty um, uneventful Oh, well, uh, moving on to uh, Neil Magny versus Max Griffin. Uh, this was a pretty good fight. Um, for and shout both- to Neil Magny yeah. for now tying GSP for all time welterweight wins. Yeah, for uh, <clears throat> I love Neil Magny. I'm yeah, he's great. The hate. For both of them, actually, I, th- I think that I think that they they both had some pretty big moments in this fight. Uh, it was a pretty yeah. I'm I'm OK with it being a split decision because of the fact that I, I don't know. Well, I probably would have said, you know, two of the judges should have 100% given it to Neil Magny. Um, but um, yeah, it wasn't like Max Griffin didn't have a case at all. Right. Like, I guess I could see one judge giving it to him. Like for me, it was it was Neil Magny. But it yeah, was two, it was two rounds to three. Like uh, whenever you have whenever it's not th- clearly three rounds. Although I say that, and then you've seen some split decisions where there's like, this judge scored a 3027 for that guy. This judge scored a 3027 for that guy. And you're like, how? Yeah, yeah. How in the fuck? Yeah, how do you know? How do you, yeah, how is it not that close? It's like you just see it like black and it's literally black and white. Like you're just like, oh, that person sees it black, that person sees it white. Not to bring race into this, but let's keep moving on. Um, Whoa. Wait, can you hear me? No, I can't. Okay, you're lying. Yeah, well, anyways, we can just stop the podcast now. Cancel us. No, don't cancel us. We need you. We do need you guys. Kai, Kara, France. Um, I have to say, as a as a big fan of his, I was like, okay, if he wins this, it's going to be by knockout. My man won on points, dude. Um, won on points. I, and... I, the only reason he didn't get a fucking knockout is because Oscar Askrop got a chin from hell. He was hitting he him does. with some bombs, dude. Kai he was, does. Other flyweights would have been out. 
Askarov is a tough son of a bitch. And I, I I mean, I was worried for Kaya anytime Askarov was on his back, which was a lot. (laughs) Uh, I'm surprised that that Kaya got, got that, uh, got out of him. Um, yeah. A lot of time, a lot, a lot of the holds, I was like, okay, like he's pretty locked in there, uh, but he slipped them off. And, and like you said, was just really throwing those heavy punches and, you know, you got to give credit to, um, to car France for, you know, trying to engage. Although I will say, he, I love him. I think he's great. I, I will say for someone that kept saying like, let's throw down and that like kept backing up was kind of weird. Um, but that's okay. Well, cause he knew the shot was coming. I think he was like, cause like even at the fucking last 15 seconds, he started the max Holloway. He was like, let's fucking stand. Ascar shoots immediately. Dude. Isn't that dude. Okay. Not to, I don't even, I'm not getting emotional about it or anything, but like, that's crazy. Like, dude, we, we were at, just to talk back about UFC 199, just for a second, just, just a little time. Cause we always, we always talk about it. We always do. We were, I know we were at the event that a a move like a, 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 a something that's going to be synonymous in the UFC for I mean like could you imagine being could you imagine being at the football game because you probably would never go but could you imagine being at the football game where everybody started using the term oh oh he got mossed oh yeah he just got Randy mossed. Like, could you imagine being at that game yeah, where everyone decided that that is what that person does? They put that in the UFC video game. Whenever yeah. you're playing as Max Holloway and you taunt, he points he the to the ground. Thing. And apparently, if you did, they put a they they coded it so that if you do it within the last minute or so or something like that, like a certain time frame. It immediately goes to like stand and bang mode or something like that, where you can't shoot a takedown. You can only strike. Yeah. I, I just like so many people have done it since. And then, and then you, and then you think about like a lot of people replay the moment between, um, between Dustin and Max fighting. And then, and then like in between, dude, it, that in between the, uh, the I think that was the fifth. fourth and fifth when the Dustin fifth, came and up and was like, like yeah, and Dustin, yeah, and Dustin was like, like, and I was like, yeah. dude, I mean, like, you just think about all that stuff and, and uh, Mac, the, okay. The, I'm happy. Like, that's great. That is, is Max already in, in the, in the hall of fame at all? No. Well, the fact that fucking will, Khabib, the fact that Khabib already is and Max is, is kind of crazy. I understand that Khabib I mean, walked away. I get just it. Retired. Yeah. But fuck that. Max should I think be they're, in it. They're trying active. to like solidify. They're like, Hey man, stay retired. Look at all these things you get, like being in the hall of fame. Yeah. Well, I'm just letting you know, Max is, Max is 100% going in there. Because so many people do it now. And, yeah. and unfortunate, what's even more unfortunate is that so few people step up to the challenge. Which I think makes it even more gangster that it was against, uh, who was it? Ricardo Lamas. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Ricardo said yes, you know, like, you know yeah, what I mean? Takes like, two to tango. Takes two to tango. And like, and no, nobody did it like they did because... They, everyone's too afraid, but Max and they were just like, yeah, let's do it. And then they just created history that every fighter wants to recreate. Well, not every, but, but a lot of people point to the ground. You can't not think of Max Holloway when you think of some fighter doing that. It's weird. And, yes. I, and, and we were there that night. We're one of like 15,000 people that was there. 
dude. But when you're there, it feels like a lot of people. But you're in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of how people that. how people remember that specific card, yeah. I mean, legendary. That fucking place was electrified. Damn it, I want to go again. Uh, I know. Let's, let's, but, let's but, find a time machine. And just go back. Yeah, I don't. It's lightning in a bottle, guys. I, I mean, I, I, seeing Michael Bisping win that, but seeing the whole was like one of the most amazing experiences of my life like being in a crowd that big it was like wow this is fucking electric as fuck so electric mm. anyway enough of that car france uh uh he said he'll fight anyone I, who did he did he did he call out i think he just said it's time for a fucking title shot yeah get- no i know i think he said someone specifically didn't he why do i feel like he did damn it no, I think you're right. I think you, I think you maybe just did the title shot. Yeah, just the title shot. And Figgy tweeted afterward, bro. I swear to God, it's not it's not even Figgy. It's his manager Valid Ishmael who fucking tweeted, dude. I swear to God, he was like, "All right, you dirty kiwi." First of all, why fucking call him a dirty kiwi? Like, dude, I don't know. It yeah. was so dumb. And he was like, "You punched your ticket," and then. Ariel reported like a few like a week ago that they're actually very close to finalizing Moreno Figgy four. And this guy goes, Oh, Moreno, you can wait. You lost to Pentoja twice. Go fight him instead. <sighs> uh, UFC Figgy and his manager. Does it make sense? It doesn't. So, so moving on from that fight, good fight for Car France, good performance on his part. But hey, guys. Matt Brown is and Brandon Barb thank them for giving us this beautiful what an amazing leaving it leaving it Matt Brown now, definitely won. Yeah. And now more and more importantly, like let's uh it was pretty sloppy, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Middle middle of the second round into the into the third was pretty pretty mm-hmm. sloppy. But I'm watching both of them fight, I'm not expecting super crisp technique. Yeah, I'm expecting what we got, so it was just amplified by both of them fighting each other. Yeah, and it was, uh, and that's that's what you gotta love about fighting. Like it's so, like, I don't know. You you see other people's fights in a sloppy manner, and it's a little bit more, but it has like a this technical esque to it. And what that ends up being is Tiago Santos and fucking Johnny Walker, where everyone's like what the fuck is this? Like, what am I fucking watching? What does that have to do with Barbarina versus Matt Brown? That's the complete point, opposite of that. But the point I'm making is that, like, that fight, those fight, the fact that this fight last night was still, was sloppy doesn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's what I mean. Like, it's so, that's why fighting is so interesting because no two fights yeah. are the same. Is that, like, if you really looked at it, if you wanted to break it down technicality wise, it's pretty sloppy. Like, yeah. Like it really is, but it like they're both fucking slanging and banging, and and sloppily, tiredly doing it. They're putting it all out yeah. there, and they were and gassed you, out. Yeah, and you can't, and you know most people would be like, oh, can't do that, and it's like, but because they're both gassed, it's like, oh, this is fucking great, and they're really trying to stand up and stand tall. Um, I yeah, I really wish Matt had taken the win, but I understand why they gave it to Barbarino. Yeah, well, he did. Oh, yeah, um, Matt okay. definitely won that fight. Yeah, he probably um, should have, to be honest with you. Um, shout out to Brian Barbarina for getting fucking 
booed by stupid Ohioans again and just t- and just take it on the yeah, chin, he, grinning. You'd be like, oh, I still love you guys. He did a great job. But mm-hmm. I will say, though, his <laughs> not to be rude, but uh, he, he got he did get hit in the head a lot of times uh, that last night. But can I tell you something? He he talked about his farm way too much, bro. Let me tell you something. He was on Combat Sports with Rhino and did an interview. Talked about the farm there too, bro. He was like, he said it. Farms. I'm just like you, blue collar guy. I'm gonna go back to my farm. Th- then, then they booed more. They took away the microphone, and then he said, "Let me just say one more thing." And he goes, "Hey, hey, my kids, my family, love you guys. Let's go home to the farm, and let's uh, you know, let's go home to the farm, and let's get back there. I love you, Ohio. Bye." Then. You see him react one more time like he needs to say something else. And I was like, hey, dude, if you talk about the farm one more. And DC literally is <laughs> like, my privileges are fucking gone for you, bro. Because he already said what he said. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. And he's like, wait, one more thing. Hey, I love my family. Let's go back to the farm. Then he took the bike and then he was like, oh, wait, you don't have any. Dude, you're going to mention the farm again, aren't you? Brian Farmerina. Yep. Love it. Brian Bam Bam Farmerina. Farmerina. Going home to his farm. But yeah, good job for him to to say that he loved the crowd. And 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 it was it was great. Uh I mean, like I said, good, good fucking fight. Really fun fight. Um Wife, those are kids. I love you. Let's go back home to the farm arena. <laughs> It's so it's so dumb, but I love that idea that he calls it a farm arena. That's so stupid. Um, yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, you know, those are the type of fights you love. Those are the those are what I call needle movers. Okay, you don't know who's gonna win, and it kind of goes back and forth, and you just have no idea what's gonna happen next. Very super exciting. I feel like that term has um, a different uh, connotation in the sport, but that's okay. Yeah, I call them needle movers because they fucking do uh, all the drugs. That's oh, the I wasn't even talking about that. I was oh, talking good, about okay. like, like Dana um, very famously once said like, oh, Nate Diaz isn't a needle mover. Mm, interesting. Then, really? That was that was before he fought Connor. This was like, yeah, like people knew Nate Diaz. He was a fucking household favorite. It just like he became known by the casuals after he beat Connor. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't mean that, that in like was, a degrading term, like people who casually watch MMA. Like I know, I, I, I was, but like every fucking UFC fan knew who Nate Diaz was. He, he's exciting. Like he was the co-main when in his return fight against RDA or RDA was headlining. It was against uh, Michael Johnson. When when I I think that's when Dana said that or something like that. And then he was like, and then after conference, like, who's a fucking needle mover now? Like, yeah, yeah. And then that's what I think about whenever. I mean, it's so interesting being. Mover. It was so interesting being in the bar for that that submission that that was Silence, that was dude that was crazy that i mean dude we've we've experienced so, like so little of the ufc history in the time <laughs> that we just <laughs> you just reminded me that dude i'm sorry to cut you off but do you remember that guy who dressed up like connor there was a fucking guy dude yeah and this is back when we were connor fans and even then i was like oh super cringy this guy dressed up like the the same haircut he had when he fought like poirier and brandau when it was yeah. like Sort of like, you know, shaved on the side, but he had to pull back into a little ponytail on top or whatever. My man had that same haircut, had a fucking Reebok shirt of Connor, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It, it, uh, chokes him out. The place is quiet. This guy, fuck Nate Diaz. 
and fuck the UFC. Yeah, and just walked away. <laughs> Bro, and the reason why, like, I say that, I'm remembering is because my friend James was there with us, who's a boxing fan. And he was just like, all right, I'll watch UFC. But he's like very much like, no, I'm a, I'm a boxing guy only. He went up and talked to that guy. And I was like, why would you do that? But he did. I guess, I guess the guy's name was Danny. I don't know why I remember that. But because uh, we were in the car driving home and James was like, well, Danny thought the fight was fixed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh, who's Danny? He's like, oh, you know, the guy that was dressed up like Connor. I was like, oh, you made friends with a weirdo. That's uh, yeah, interesting. I, <laughs> uh, I was like, what the fuck is that? And then like we started talking about like the fucking you just don't throw those allegations around. And just, I was just like, bro, why just say that? Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I think, uh, well, I'm sorry I use the term needle mover because it got us off on this very long tangent. But the point is, is that we've, we've had so much UFC, like such great UFC history and only the last, you know, shit. I mean, we've been watching it for, you've been watching a, like maybe what, a year longer than I have now, like religiously. Um and like we've experienced so much of this, this, this shakeup, you know, Connor being the big shakeup and then Nate being the even bigger shakeup, um, you know, that, that bar he shook scene, up the shakeup. Yeah. The bar scene was just weird. It was like, wow. Uh, I was like, this is it crazy. Was like, it was like, everyone got fucking hard from Misha and Holly. It was like, this fucking shit is amazing. Oh my God. Wow. And then they went. Yeah. And, and everyone was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> oh shit. This is a fight. Um, yeah. So anyway, with that being said, uh, Matt Brown and Brandon Barberina will go down as the best needle mover of all time. Let's keep moving on. Um, speaking of needle movers, uh, Alexa Grosso, Chingasso, Chingasso, yeah, Chingasso's. Hey, man. Um, Alexa, presentando la hija de México. Alexa, Chingasso, Grosso. I love that idea. But uh uh alexa was first of all super aggressive like yeah she beat her everywhere she was on the feed and then it was like no turns out i want a quick sub you're about to get this work yeah took her down took her out bro i have to say this i'm in a group chat with a guy from scotland Mm -hmm. he was like jojo fucking sucks oh wow he was like how do you he was like how do you not improve on your jujitsu like he was like, she used to train in my gym, and she was that bad then. Oh this man, was way like years ago. And I was Dude, like, Dude, she. Ah. Um, I I will say like, uh, her head was fucking cherry tomato red in that that rear naked choke. Like I was like, Dude, yeah. her head's about to fucking pop off her head. Uh, so good on good on Grasso for that. Um, and uh yeah it was a, it was a great fight um I, but i mean like i said alexa grasso was so fucking dominant like ridiculously grasso, dominant dude. yeah you can get it yeah peggy puños that's her name uh yeah but you know nothing not much to say about the fight other than like i said it was pretty much a one-sided fight it was only yeah. one round but i just mean like there wasn't a part where i was like oh jojo nope <laughs> just yeah Fucking Alexa just was I went into in pretty girl. confident that Alexa was going to win. I honestly thought it was going to be a decision, or if there was a finish, it might be late. Because honestly, yeah. I didn't see a sub at all. Uh huh. Yeah, it was pretty pretty aggressive. Um, like, that was that was amazing. Yeah, and speaking uh, of shocking, the fucking main event, dude. I you know you know what? Like I was thinking about it. Like the first few fights were boring. The first yeah, the like, first prelims. two. 
first two. I was yeah. like, this fucking card sucks ass. And we got Curtis Blade laying prey ass in the fucking main event. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if, if you have a fucking fire ass card, if the main event is shit, like you're you're that's what you remember about the night. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, this is gonna be a fucking like, why am I even watching? Right. And he goes out and does that. Yeah. I was so hyped, dude. I mean, like the the first round was interesting. Uh, I mean, it felt like pretty much like a feeling out period for both of them. But yeah, definitely Curtis not shooting anything at all in the first round ever in any way, shape, or form, and just standing there, just just trading with Barbara, uh, not Barbara, no, well, um, with with Dawkins, with Kyle Dawkins and uh, Chris Dawkins. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Kyle they actually sw- they actually switched out. Bro, did what you the see fuck? the tweet of Kyle Rittenhouse training, training BJJ, BJJ now? Yep. Someone sent it to me, and I forgot who he was. I just <laughs> wow. knew the name. I was like, oh, just another fucking MMA Twitter guy. Just another murderer. Because he got, he fucking had, ha- it was like, hashtag BJJ, hashtag rolling. Like, he did the fucking cringe-ass fucking hashtags that you do when you train BJJ. I was like, oh, who is it? And then someone else reposted it. I was like, wait a minute. That's the motherfucker oh, that killed those people. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Not, I was, I was yeah. having a debate with, uh, not a debate, but we were talking about it with uh, with one of my homies from my Twitter that actually trains. And they were like, unfortunately, this is not about this. This is a long time ago. I'm just remembering it. They're like, jujitsu makes good people better and bad people worse. Oh, like, interesting. This is like... Kyle I Rittenhouse is not going to turn his yeah, life around. I can't wait for him BJJ. to shoot other people. Great. I'm very excited. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's, let's keep training him. Can't wait. Uh, speaking of training, uh, well, you know, Kyle yeah. Dawkins would be on Kyle Rittenhouse. Sorry, Chris Dawkins would be on Kyle Rittenhouse's side. He's a former cop. I know. But I will say, like, like when he was a cop, because uh, he used to like do both. He used to be a cop and fight. Like, I'm like, why are you guys getting hype on this guy as a fucking cop? Like, right now, are you kidding me? They recently did a profile where he was like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I guess he's not a fan of that. So He's woke. Yeah. He woke up himself. So I think. Oh, yeah, he had to get knocked uh, anyway, out to get woke. Yeah, he got fucking woke. yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. That was, um, but Curtis landing that, first of all, I'm almost positive, like, on that punch specifically, like, broke out. something. Oh. Like, uh, it wasn't on the chin. It was like here, just right in the middle of your fucking face and right, like perfect timing on that punch. Um, and, yeah. and that's the thing with me with always been with me with Curtis blades. He's so massive and strong. Like his arms are big. He's got the strength to wrestle for 25 minutes. I yep. was like, bro, if you could land one of those, like, cause his striking has always been like a means to an end. It's like, let me just do that to get in close to grapple. Mm-hmm. I always thought he could have some sort of power. He fucking swung that meat hook, and I was like, yep, that's over, dude. It's yeah. fucking over. And, and like, I thought it was actually kind of a late stoppage by her. Like, in, in hindsight, it wasn't terrible. Like, he's dad way worse. Mm-hmm. But these are fucking like massive bombs that, like, in my opinion, Chris was out from that first one. He did not do those additional two follow-ups. I was like, come on, Herb. What the fuck, man? Yeah, I, I will say that the punch itself was really loud. Like, it was a really, really loud. Like, uh, watching it, I watched it this morning, um, and it was just really super. I was like, damn, they fucking really hit him in the face. Because it yeah. wasn't like a knockout. It was just like a 
face colliding with a fist one like straight in the middle and uh yeah yeah you gotta you gotta feel bad for kyle you know you gotta feel bad for kyle Dawkins. Yeah, Kyle Douglas, who's in the corner just watching. Yeah, in the corner, just sad. Yeah, watch for him. Yeah, could you imagine, dude? Yeah, could you imagine having to watch your brother get knocked out? <laughs> it fucking sucks. I mean, I'd rather get knocked out. Yeah, I think so too. Like, there's nothing, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's a part of the game, but it's like, damn. Actually, now that I think about it, I would, if I was cornering my brother, I would rather be the one in there. I'd be like, it should have been me. Like, take <laughs> yeah. me in. Like, I volunteer's tribute. He's still my boy. Still my boy. Bro, the fucking clip. I listened to it the other day because I used to just say, like, he's still my boy or whatever. But, like, the way he fucking says it, he's like, and he's still my boy. Dude, dude. Uh, the, all the videos are then zooming in on Chris Weidman's face when he says it is so fucking funny. Because <laughs> he's just like. God. He's like, Dad, I'm, I'm 33. I, I just lost. And now you're making, and now you're taking the L. Fuck. <laughs> that's, that's literally what he. The whole family took an L that day. Yeah, you literally, you well, literally see. Watching I, at home. How embarrassing. You literally see, you literally see Chris Weidman just like literally being like, God fucking damn it. The next day he's like watering the, the flowers and the neighbor's like, I heard what happened. Why yeah. did you? Chris is doing okay. No, about your husband. No, you, I, Are you fucking. <laughs> No, I saw what he said. It was really oh, stupid. No. Still, my boy, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you crazy? Nice tulips, by the way. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, so let's see what happens. Um, interesting call out uh, of Gone. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Stipe. No, no. Oh. And Stipe completely ignoring I it. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it so, so fucking much, much bro. He go, Dan, Daniel set him up. He goes, hey, Stipe's in the crowd. Do you want to say anything to him? The camera cuts to Stipe. He gives him a thumbs up. Fucking getting Kurt, out of Curtis here. Curtis starts talking. Stipe turns around, takes a photo. While Curtis is talking, <laughs> turns around. While Curtis is talking, Curtis says, Hey, Stipe, I just want to be like you. Keeps walking out. The camera followed him. (laughs) How at that point did he just like like realize, okay, Stipe wants no part of this. Did not. Or is the producer like, like, no, no, stay on Stipe. You fucking lose sight of it. And he did, Curtis, uh, dude, Curtis was like, I want to be just like you, man. I was like, Stipe not even listening at all. Oh, that, I was loving that was it. Too. It was like a respectful call out. He was like, yeah. I want to be like you. Yeah. I think I got to be you. Yeah. <laughs> and Steve was just like, I don't care, man. I'm not fighting anyone but the champ. So he's like, yeah, yeah, call my agent. Uh, anyway. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I got to get back to the, I got to get, I'm out, I gotta get back to the principal. <laughs> I just got my, my pager at 911. There's a fire down the road. I yeah. But do, but do, but, but do it like Steve really, though. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know. Oh, you know, I have a picture of a fire. <laughs> what? So can you imagine the fucking press conference if they do, if they do get matched up? You have Curtis who stutters. This is so oh, fucked up, but I do love it. It's fucked up. It's fucked up, but I do love it. He's not, he, he, he never fought. 
you know, he had never fought oh, a wrestler like me. So cringy. <laughs> We're getting canceled, Jews. <laughs> and Steve is like, I'm a wrestler. What are you talking about? You're talking going on twenty minutes. I'm a champ. What? I'm sorry. Did you say you're the British champ? I said best champ. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's what I would ask him. Yeah, I'm British champ. <laughs> I followed England. I became the champion. And I flew back. Oh, Stipe. <laughs> Fuck, man. Well, anyways, enough about people's speech impediments. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, great night of fights. Uh, very entertaining. Very, uh, very... With the exception of those first two fights, that really everyone was like, like, and that's that's always so scary because you know what I mean. Like you're just like, oh, dude, if this is any indication, we're fucked. Like, and, but to be honest with you, can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. We like, pay, I've already said this already a couple times this year. Uh, Pay per view, uh, fight nights can afford it. We can afford to have be like, okay, this is bad, but pay per views cannot. They right. Can, if that happens on a pay-per-view, UFC is done. Because right. I think a bunch of fighters last week during the, the London card, they were like, oh, yeah, this is better than a pay-per-view. People like like a lot of the fighters like, oh, this is so much cooler than a pay-per-view. This is better. I, I was like, okay, guys, like you got to stop talking like that because, <laughs> uh, you know. Right. <clears throat> All right. Well, Bro, that was. Real quick before night. we take okay. a break. Have you seen a have you ever seen a picture of Curtis Blades without a beard? Yes, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. For our patrons, in case you haven't, I just want to put it up here. Dude. Scariest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, very scary, man. Could you, yeah, you don't want him running at you in the middle of the night. Or in the daytime. Or ever. Yeah. yeah. Who you do want running after you is Kevin Holland, because you just stole something. <clears throat> Which, I would not want Kevin Holland running after me if I just stole something. You'd fuck me up. Yeah, well, guess what? Shouldn't have stole stuff. Yeah, shouldn't have stole stuff. Yeah, I try to shoot up a club. Yeah, that was yeah, sushi. What a, yeah, what a weird place. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a break. <laughs> he can't hit. He can't. Why would it stop? We can't stop recording. Oh, it doesn't exist. Oh, technical difficulties. It won't stop oh. recording. Oh, 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 it's freezing out. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We have got no time to waste. None. A ton of questions, so let's just get right into it. First question is from the homie MMA by Milliken. What's going on, fellas? It's your man, MMA by Milliken. It would seem that the number one fan of interracial porn, Caitlin Chukagan, has re-signed with the UFC. I think it's a mistake. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't want to see her anymore. But seriously, though, I think that's a mistake. I think she should have signed with Bellator because she would have gotten more money and she would have became champion. Staying with the UFC, like she has this fight with Amanda Boss. I think it's actually a fight that she could lose. A lot of people have her winning. I think she could lose. You know, people are using fight math. Uh, I don't even like Jake Kuchagan's, uh whatever her damn name is. <laughs> I don't even like her chances versus Marina Rodriguez. But what do you guys think about her being in Bellator? And what do you think about her resigning with the UFC? Take it easy. And her chances against Amanda Boss. Take it easy. I told you this is a porn podcast. 
Yeah, apparently. What a great way to preface. I couldn't stop laughing for about, uh, honestly, a minute straight. Just now. I was laughing into my fucking shirt because I'm just thinking <laughs> that's, about. That's what I was laughing. I was laughing at how hard you were like trying to keep it together. <laughs> bro, imagine if he just, if he never said her name and just said, huh, the number one fan of interracial porn just time with the UFC again. We <laughs> like, had to figure out. They're like, well, she's going to follow the menu. Oh, like, oh Caitlin. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We definitely remember that stuff that was randomly deleted. Bro, I went to that page so many times. Yeah, you did. I'm sure. So all the cheap clapping. All the likes. I was just going. I was like, damn, girl. And then she's like, oh, I got hacked. Dude, if she had leaned into it, I would have stand so hard. Oh, who wouldn't have? Like, Are uh, you kidding me? Caitlin Shukagan being horny on Maine? Yeah. I love on it. On Maine. I love it. On I mean, Maine. I mean, there's people doing the, they're advertising their OnlyFans. Why not? Yeah, dude. We got fucking Kay. Yeah, Kay Hansen. By the way, Kay Hansen should not charge $30 a month for her OnlyFans. I'm oh, sorry. I love, I love like, that you're you great. Found pri- I love that you found out the price. Yeah, I love that I found out the price. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I love, I hate that I found out the price. Too- <laughs> the price is too damn high. Yeah, exactly. The uh, price for Kay Hansen's um, pussy burger lips is too damn high. Pussy burger lips. Those fucking camel <laughs> toes are too damn high. Anyway, Kay Hansen. Anyway, dude, to answer your question, Hansen, uh, to answer your question, uh, bro, imagine hmm. if uh, Kay Hansen moved up to 125 and fought Kay the 2K again. Oh, wow. She's like, I'm such a big fan of you. I was like, do you, do you subscribe? <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Obviously, obviously, uh, obviously, you know the price. <laughs> like motherfucking Gegard Musasi when they <laughs> interviewed him about, he asked him about Ariel. Fucking asked him about his wife. He was fighting Austin Vanderford, Paige's husband, and he was like, "What about his wife?" When he was like, "Well, I've seen some pictures." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! Um, um, as what do I think about Ariel? Yeah. Honestly. I've been thinking a lot lately, like how how we as MMA Twitter just just kind of assume that some some Bellator fighters make more because when you have like a a decent name in the UFC, they go to Bellator and they get this contract that they're just like raving about, mm-hmm. and I think it's like a sign that that maybe they were underpaid in the UFC, and Bellator had to like shell out a lot. <clears throat> to snatch him from the free market, but honestly, I feel like a, a someone that like in demand. Like, I don't know, like like there's one where Cub Swanson, Cub Swanson's been in the UFC for fucking ever, dude. It's been yep. even WEC, but it was Zufa owned. Like there was a there was a time like a few years ago, like I want to say like 2018 or so, where he explored free agency. He was like, my manager talked to One FC, they talked to Bellator, they talked to this. UFC had the best offer. Like sometimes the UFC is the best offer money wise. Like Bellator yeah. fighters get a bigger piece of the pie, but UFC has a bigger pie. Right. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of pies, yeah. Kaylin Chikagian. Yeah. Speaking of pie. Yeah. Speaking of pie, uh, Kaylin Chikagian likes cream pies. Oh, God. God. Yeah. I understand. Remember, remember she was like, all I want now is a grandma pie. And everyone like went to Urban Dictionary to find out what it was. Turns out it's a fucking pizza in Long Island that people don't know about if you're not from this area. But like everyone was like, oh, like, at, like after the fucking scandal, like the timing was so bad on it. Yeah, um, wow. Anyways, do I, I 
Caitlin is someone who has fought at 135 and Amanda has fought at 115. So I would not be surprised if Caitlin uses her range and just fucking makes it a point decision and 3027s are to be honest, like Amanda Hibas might be a better fighter or might have more skills, but Amanda like Caitlin Chukagan is not bad. Like she's high ranked for a reason. And did, did Grasso call out Chukagan last night? Oh, did I'm she? I'm pretty sure she did. I'm pretty sure she did. Um, I'm almost positive. Sign me up for that. Yeah, I think she said Chukagan. I'm almost positive. So that's a good idea. I think I was gonna text you about it, but I was too busy. Um, yeah, not getting caring, that not, yeah, not caring. Yeah. Um, um we'll see. Uh, but yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, just the fact that she resigned is, um, I mean, you know, good for the UFC, but you know, it's one of those things, like, like you said, the idea that that Bellator fighters do get paid more, um, yeah. is kind of, is kind of a, a strange thing that we all just kind of like it's kind of hit or miss for me, mm-hmm. uh, but but I think a great question, uh, MMA by Milliken, love yep. this guy, love his show, go check it out, the fucking suspect picks, which I think are hilarious. All right, next question is from Rhino. Mm. <laughs> hey, Juice and Lee, what's your big homie Rhino from the Combat Sports, the Rhino podcast. So last night we got another full crowd event over at UFC Columbus. And then, of course, we had the amazing crowd last week at UFC London. So for me, there's obviously there's pluses and minuses to both, either the small cage with a very limited crowd like at the Apex or, you know, a full crowd at a big venue. Um, so I have my own kind of list of pluses and minuses, but I'd love to hear some of your guys' um, you know, some of the good points, some of the bad points to either having a full crowd or, you know, watching a fight at the apex with a very limited crowd. So can't wait to hear your answers. Love you guys. Love the show. Talk to you later. Peace. That's a good, Good. that's a really good question. It's a really good question. You know, what's crazy. I fucking asked him a very similar question on his show this week. It was, it was about the crowd. It was, it was about the crowds. It wasn't like, you know, he specifically related to like the, you know, empty arenas versus the non and the apex or whatever. But I was talking about how like the American fans were shitty compared to the UK fans, which we talked about. Yeah. Dude, honestly, uh, I have some thoughts on this because at the start of the pandemic, I was like, fuck, I never want fans to come back. This is great. You can fucking hear all the kicks landing, the fucking yeah. punches. They're yeah. talking shit. You can hear what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. The novelty's worn off for me by now like ah yeah yeah like and, and sometimes like the the small cage does help with finishes but Sean Oshadi from the well now back with MMA fighting but at the time I think he was with the athletic he did a whole statistical breakdown because the the small cage wasn't just during the pandemic like they've used that cage before and obviously ultimate fight or whatever they did like they they researched all the fights or whatever basically the same finish rate like it doesn't really help if anything i think it might have even like the bigger cage might have been slightly better or something like that i just like the only thing i i don't or i like about the smaller cage just the view is better like sometimes in the bigger cage certain fighters get like lost i feel but otherwise the um the bigger cage is is where it's at for me now right. now i think i want like i think it depends on the crowd whether or not i want a crowd you know what i'm saying like i said the, it adds to the energy yeah it's sort of like we talked about before like i can't i can't watch a fight on mute i can't not have commentary even if i hate the commentators that, that are commentating that night i gotta have it 
Like I love the energy from the crowd, even if it's a shitty crowd. Um, I I, I want to say like some of the, like the perfect crowd is like those fucking that crowd in Abu Dhabi when Max Holloway fought Calvin Cater when it was like twenty five percent capacity where they were like yeah here's you know it was like a big arena but not full. Yeah, nice one. nice middle middle ground. Um, my, you can still hear shit like Max Holloway being like oh, I'm the best boxer in the UFC. Yeah, which is fucking sick. My oh. big biggest qualm with not having uh, uh the, with the uh, the events at the uh, Apex sponsorship, no such thing as cheap seats. Pissed, pissed the whole time. Super pissed about it. Literally, like, oh, time. you want to come to this exclusive yeah. event? I guess what? It's all, it's all VIP. Yeah, thousand dollars base. Yeah. Like, hey man, you gotta be dressed like Jesus. Yeah. Oh, so fucking funny. I love that part. It's but, hilarious. Um, but I will say, um. Big crowds, like I said, you know, you get you get your different ticket offers, uh, which is great. You know, that's that's also a big thing. Um, can I just also say something really quick, to, just to make a, a good point, just a really good point, really quick. Yeah. Hey, UFC, small cage, big cage. When are we bringing back the yellow canvas? Thank you. When are we bringing back colored canvases? Normalized colored canvases. It was cool. I liked it yeah. a lot. And then WC, they had a blue canvas. It was great. Yeah, it's a good idea. Bring it back, please. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. You guys made a really they cool They better leap. fucking do it for UFC 300, dude. Yeah, you guys Miller. A, yeah, you guys made a really cool leap with uh, with the fucking tech. Um, the virtual the, cage? Yeah, virtual cage. Uh, fucking cool. Very cool shit. I love it. Like, seeing the, dude, the, it still gets me. The fucking little, the little octagon, the red octagon Circle around, around Megan Levy. It's cool. Fuck, it gives a Twitter handle, and then at the beginning of the and then the, the fight camera at the beginning of the main event shows you the fight odds of both fighters, which might be depressing for a fighter um, to watch. Um, so you know, could you Dude. imagine if they could you imagine if they looked up at the screen at, at that at that same moment and then they were like uh, minus twelve hundred? That person's my. Speaking of tangents, Megan yeah. Olivi. Oh, okay. Dude, she well, was on fire. Oh, here's my cat. I meant to say at the top of the show. Oh, he didn't have to, though. Because uh, I, I wasn't sure whether or not it would come up. Um, and it did. And here it I is. Normally, when we, whenever we record, I make sure to get the cats out of the room. But right now, I'm taking care of my sick cat, and I cannot be. He's, he's recovering from surgery. I, should, yeah. I, I keep saying sick cat because it's easier, but then I always have to explain it anyway, so I shouldn't just say that. He's recovering surgery. from surgery. And, yeah, surgery. Uh, he is super needy right now, and he is all up on me. So, hi, Doug. You want to say something to the listeners? Sniffing the mic. <laughs> anyway, yeah, anyway, Megan Olivi at the fucking weigh-in show. He's on my lap now. Uh, Megan Olivi at the weigh-in show was like, there, there was fucking at, at the start. The start of it, there was you know the first fight was uh, was Luis Saldana versus Bruno Souza. She was like, sorry, Encanto fans, but we are going to talk about Bruno. Oh yeah, like, oh, could have been corny for anyone else, but I loved it. And then some, you love your something, cat. yeah. I love my cat. You know what's crazy? Like, this is the one out of out of all my cats. Like, if if he's in the room when we record, I'm like, we cannot start. Like, if Goose is in there, like Goose is normally pretty quiet and just can like sit. And I'm like, okay, this guy is rambunctious as fuck. Um, but not, not now. Oh, post op, he's at least quiet, which is good. He's just yeah. a little needy. Um, which is fine. But uh she also said oh, something else that was so funny. I forget when, because I, I, I can't even remember if there was an Italian fighter on the card at all, but somehow it came up and she goes, well, as a fellow, oh, 
it was Sarah McMahon, I think, got married in Rome. I wanted maybe her husband's Italian, something like that. But she was like, well, as a fellow Paisan myself, I appreciate it. And I was like, oh, put it yeah. in my butt. Paisan. Yeah, well, pick mm-hmm. it up. Yeah, pick it up. Megan Olivi. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously crowds can be annoying. But I, I think for the yeah. fighters, obviously, energy is like a really big deal. So. Yeah. And it, it, I, I got to say, like, it's great when you're there. Yeah. Like all the time. I mean, other if, if people are booing and you don't think it should be booing, it's annoying as fuck. But like, bro, I'm telling you, all the times I've been like when we were there 199, it was fucking amazing. Even two th- I was gonna say we also saw Curtis Blades fight at 213. We did he got booed as shit, dude. When he yeah. fought, I want to say it was Daniel Omielechuk or Jarvis Danho, one of them. It was the same fucks that I saw in that UFC London card, the Bisping Silver that I talked about before. Um, yeah. he was fighting one of them terrible performance just fucking and i, I want to say like he couldn't even get him down like the whole fight he was just like trying for a takedown and not getting it but that was all that was happening in the fight so he won and he was just like are he was like are you are you guys booing me oh wow like <laughs> well oh, it was so it was so embarrassing uh but i i mean like i said it shit i mean the fact that they i, I don't know it's kind of tough to say I, I think that i don't know that the small i yeah i think i think now the crowds are back especially like with the yeah. crowd like like london like the london's crowd was really really great and and to be honest with you ohio's crowd was fine too it was pretty it wasn't as energetic as uh um as as london's because like yeah I, but you know that's that's the stack of the card though you know could you imagine if right you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, the, those fights were of, better yeah. for sure. Yeah. And if you could imagine that putting a bunch of fighters from Ohio on the card and right. then just being like, yeah, from Ohio, you know what I mean? Like, so it kind of just puts right. itself, leans itself towards that. But anyway, like if Stipe was headlining, that card would have been fucking different, dude. Yeah. Yep. Bro, imagine if they just waited a little bit and did Stipe versus Curtis at the fucking, at that arena. We'll see what Stipe does. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what Stevie does. I'm telling you, it was so funny when he kept walking away, dude. I could I could not stop laughing. I thought it was okay. so fucking hilarious. All right. All right. Here's a question from Dave, which I have not listened to. Oh, great. Hey, guys. Dave L here. And I know you generally like to keep pretty positive towards fighters, but fuck Mark Chikese. That was one of the most boring, tedious fights I've ever seen. So that got me thinking, hey, what are some fan losing performances that you've seen and why did that turn you off of that fighter forever? Eh. Thanks. Love the show. Fan losing performances. Oh my God, dude. What a fucking great, I, I, fucking great I just, question. I just mentioned one fucking Johnny Walker versus Tiago Santos. Yes. Like everyone was so hyped on Johnny Walker before that fight. Everyone was and like, Tiago Santos, yeah. dude. Everyone loves Thiago Santos because he has a cute relationship with Yana Kunitskaya. Guess yeah. what? He fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. And so does Johnny Walker. Yeah. Like, and then Johnny Walker got punched in the face and did a cartoon cartoon <laughs> knockout. So that was also a good fan losing. Fan losing, fan losing performance. performances. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I can't even think of another one where I was just like, oh, you fucking... Uh... <laughs> yeah, this I, is our one actually because usually if i if i don't like someone i already don't like them and so right. the fu- the fucking performance like 
Um, I'll tell you what, fucking. Oh. Every time Colby fights, I think I like I hate him even more. Great. Like it just it just grows and grows. But I wasn't ever a fan of him. So. Yeah. But I understand I that. Lose. Um, oh, um, uh, actually, uh, Jorge Masvidal, especially considering what just happened. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Yes. You had 25 minutes to do something and couldn't do it. And you decided to run up on him. Yeah. So Jorge is pretty, cause that one, everyone like that was pretty fan losing. Like, yeah. I know he, like he also lost, it was a win, but I mean, sorry, it was a loss, but still like the idea <laughs> He he lost and he also lost fans. I but, just remembered another one, but go on. Uh, uh, but he just, yeah, that was an interesting one because it's it really seemed like he would have something and he had nothing. He had zero, zero for Colby, zero the whole way. And I was yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's not exciting. It's not exciting. You land one flying knee and then your life changes. Anyway. What was Speaking other? of the flying knee, I was going to say Ben Askren and not from that, not from that fight. Okay. Like, so like when, when Ben Askren got traded to the UFC, I, I thought it was great. Like people were like, oh, this is the worst trade. People keep, people keep talking shit about it. Uh, Listen, that trade was good for the UFC and good for both athletes. Demetrius Johnson is being way better promoted in one championship. He just got to do a fucking history making fight with Rod Tang. Like that trade was good. I will fucking die on that hill. But I like, you know, or DJ specifically. Yeah, exactly. And Ben got a chance to like, you know, for, for years, he was like in other promotions thinking he was, you know, he he never got a chance to like test his skills. I thought Ben was going to be something. Yeah. And like, besides that, like you, you guys know that I'm not like, you know, if, if a fighter isn't like what you hope to be skill wise, like if they have a good personality, I used to think Ben was funny. And like, okay. I liked that he would like talk shit. Like he, he just started calling out everyone and started talking shit. I was like, I like this. He had a gutsy performance against Robbie Lawler. I was like, okay, cool. Fucking from, from there, it was just downhill. And it, and I was, it wasn't the Ori fight. Like anyone can get caught like that. Mm. It was the goddamn Damian Maya fight where like, okay, bro. You're not a has been, you're a never was. Wow. How did you how did you have 18 fights, 19 fights, however many he had at that point, and never learn to strike? You I could fucking strike better than him. And then, like I know a lot of people say that, like sitting on the couch, like, like bro, like with whatever training I've had, I could put a fucking better striking performance than that. That sloppy ass spinning bullshit backfist. I've never seen anything worse in my life. <laughs> I will say. I, I will say that yeah. Oh, ben, and a fan losing perform. Well, I always hated about Macy Barber, like grabbing the mic from Roxy. Like if you liked her before that, and you and you liked her after. Oh, piece of shit. Oh, performance wise, there's a lot of fan losing. There, sorry, performance wise, I can't really think of too many other than the one I, I mentioned. But but fan losing Mike skills can think of a lot. Oh can yeah, think of a lot of Mike skills. Yeah, uh, to me that's kind of part of it. Like if if it's like if it's something they said in the octagon. Like not, you know, in the press conference or in an interview yeah. later, like that, that to me is part of it. Yeah. Cause, uh, especially uh, with Macy, like she lost, she wasn't supposed to get a fucking post fight interview. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we hate her. All right. Well, I thought today, you were going to say one. Cause you were like, I can think of a lot. No, so I, 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 but I mean, um, the, the, the call out, Brendan Allen, Brendan <laughs> Allen's call out. It's so weak, dude. 
Weakest call out I've ever heard in my entire Weakest life. Weakest call out of all time. Tons of opportunities. And like I said, I respect people who say they don't have anyone to call out. But to be... To be, to be Some vague... Some fucking fighters do be, the goddamn yeah, Howard to, Dean. Yeah, it was... To like, be vague, yeah, he fucking really did. Yeah. He was, but that if he was more specific, I would have been okay. But he was vague, then specific, then general. Like, as too far, it was too much. So, Brendan yeah. Allen, Brendan Allen, for sure. Yeah, for lost, sure. Lost dude. a fan in me that night. Lost a fan in me. <clears throat> Love that. Thank you, Dave L, for the question. Thank you, Dave L, for that great question. Dave L, always bringing the fire. And he's on top for this week for the Fight Big Championship. I got to say, um our weird girl sandy pants everyone. was number one yeah weird week uh our girl sandy pants was number one last week and dave l was like 10 points behind and everyone kind of had a rough night a rough week dave did just a little bit better and now he's on he's on top you want to be on top yep just america's next top model yeah america's next top fucking i'd about to say all right cool nope yep Hey, Leo Deuce, my friendly sparring family. It's your boy, Eeyore. Oh, man, this weekend was fucking awesome. Uh, Apparently, I got COVID. Uh, Rod Tang lost. My picks were absolutely deplorable. I can feel the belt slipping away, and I'm getting angry. But you know what they say. To do no evil is good. To intend none is better. So everyone will be just fine. My question for you this week is can you cheer me up juicy the poo leo <laughs> please cheer me up love you boys can't wait to listen to the show Aww. peace that's really that's i love really, it that's very sweet by the way yeah thank you thank you for that it's very it's uh <clears throat> well i mean hopefully by listening to this podcast we're already fucking cheering you up because you know we got our dicks out of humor you know what i mean but um oh man i you know you just reminded me uh one time when when we were working at the bmw dealership in la and and we had like some really good food and you're like i think it's my dick tummy hard oh (laughs) i did say dick tummy oh man everybody by the way everybody has a dick tummy go on juice gray skies are gonna clear up Oh wow! Put on a happy face, something and something. Cheer up! Yep. Put on a happy face. Uh, we love you, buddy. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're, like I said, I, I, he, he texted me or DM me about the the COVID test right before yeah. he sent in the the message, and I was like, bro, that is rough. Um. And I know he's a big fan of Rod Tang, who DJ beat over the weekend. We're, we're, I was just talking about that fight. Um, so, you know, we want to send him all the good vibes. If you're listening to this podcast right now, go on Twitter. Go to at Decrons. That's D-C-R-O-N-Z. And just mm-hmm. send my boy a positive message. Yeah, just, just to listen to the show. So you want to send him some good vibes, please. Everyone, If everyone could do that, that would be great for me. Yeah, really, and, really. Uh, really supportive of our of our entire community and and, and yeah you do it and it goes a long way guys i'm telling you it really, it really does it's just a small thing here and there nothing nothing too much just you know nice nice cock goes very far yeah it goes right, deep yeah. it's very yeah. deep very far. our love runs deep yeah our love runs girthy um yeah. yeah uh but um 
yeah i'm but also i like that phrase well i i wish i could remember it because it was so good at the moment to do no evil is good to intend none is better better and that's hey man that's a good way to look at life that's true i i think i wish i could like take that in really fully because we i buried the lead i didn't even mention it because we were mentioning sort of i i think last uh, episode i mentioned that i had some auditions yeah. i got the fucking part baby i mean i didn't yeah, get the one sure i wanted did. but i got a i got the close second choice I, I got a close i got claudius which is like so i got a ha- it's hamlet i don't know if i mentioned that earlier uh why well, i'm fucking burying the lead all over the place um audition for hamlet which is like already for me as an actor like shakespeare is the pinnacle um, there's some people that are like, oh, I don't get it, man. Like, whatever, that's fine. No, it's uh, awesome. Steam, but like, yeah, it's great. Uh, Hamlet is like the pinnacle of the pinnacle. It's like, yeah. this is like the Holy Grail. Um, and uh, I am playing, even if you if you don't know the show, if you don't know Hamlet, you probably know the Lion King, which is based on Hamlet. It's a plot of it. I'm playing the Scar character. I'm playing the uncle who murdered the father. King. To yeah, take, yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah. You know, take the king. Uh, and so I am like becoming a villain and I'm like, dude, in the audition, as soon as I said this one thing to the director, I was like, what the fuck is going to offer me that part? Cause I wanted, I wanted Hamlet obviously, but he wants him a little younger. I'm getting too, too old, but I was talking about an interview. I, um, I watched one time with Christoph Waltz. Uh, he was on the Adam Carolla show and uh, Adam Carolla was just sucking him off like a fan. Just yeah, I mean, how could you not after that off. performance? Yeah, it was a little, and that was like when everyone like just yeah, it was like right after Inglorious Bastards. Everyone was like didn't know where where he who he was before that or whatever. And Adam Carolla was like, "Wow, you had such an amazing performance. Uh, I just can't believe like you're so evil, but it was so sneaky. It was it wasn't like overt evil or whatever." And Christoph Waltz said the most German thing of all time, where he was like. Well, that is not true evil, is it? If it's just right in your face. It was just like evil. Wow. He was like, evil has to present itself or whatever. And then my my director goes, wow. And then I'm literally going over the sides to like uh, do it. He wanted me to read from the show. I'm literally going over the sides for Claudius. He he comes back in and he's like, evil needs to present it okay like so repeat I, it i was like okay so this is how it's gonna go yeah, okay I got it. we got it we got it um, we got it christoph waltz yeah got but it. yeah um that's why i said so so the the phrase that the uh what decron said about evil like i want to take it on board but like i gotta be in fucking villain mode he's gotta seriously be evil. he's gotta intend all the evil yeah i'm gonna tell yeah well, and when, when i'm actually no to be honest with you i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna take that on because I want to put some humanity in it. I want to have it be like, well, you know, well, as we both know, as actors, the, everybody knows this, that we are presented something on screen as something, but everybody should know this. If you know anything about anything, the villain doesn't see themselves as evil. And that's exactly also what I said. In addition, I was like, everyone is the hero of their own story. A hundred percent. And that's Claudius yeah. is, is going to win this story. Claudius is, and Claudius wins a little bit. Actually a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually the whole thing. Yeah, until um, the end. Well, yeah, Vulcan but I just mean, dies. but he's he's winning until he's not. So yeah, it's the most MMA thing of all time, too. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, wow. Oh, can't tie, wait. Tie it back. Can't, I cannot wait for you to put someone in a rear naked. I can't wait to put Hamlet in a rear naked choke. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna fucking stick his finger in my face. I'm gonna fucking put him in an armbar. Yeah, I'm just gonna judo throw, just hip toss him. Just oh, dude, him. how cool would that be? Uh, <laughs> I see you, incident boy. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. No, you don't even know. That's okay. Uh, but Decrons, uh, we hope this uh, little segment made you feel better. Thank you for making us feel better by sending us in a question. One hundred percent. We always appreciate yeah. um, your submissions. You're actually reminding me now that we're on the topic. I want to get this one last thing in, dude, because I was I was reading my I was reading the script. I was like skipping over just for my scenes because I do that. I'm like, yeah. let me see how many scenes I'm in. Whatever. Yeah. Yep. A lot of speeches, which is great. Yep. Um, but um, there's this one line that he says, which is like fucking super poignant. And when I tweeted it out that I got cast in it, our boy, Harry Andrew. Um, I found it. He replied with this quote from the script that I had just read like an hour before he replied. He goes, my words fly up. My thoughts remain below words without thoughts never to heaven go yeah love it shakespeare news what's up dude he knows what's up he knows what's up the news news the news he really did the nose knows all right moving along moving right along so that's it for our anchor questions let us get right into the voicemail from the fsp hotline we got some hot fucking takes when i I can't wait i mean by that we got some Great voicemails. The homie How many? Phil. Oh, we got two. All right. Two. First one is from the homie Phil, the MMA dude. Take it away. Oh, don't want that. There we go. Take it away, Phil. Hey, Juice and Leo. This is Phil, the MMA dude from the Split Decision Podcast. Here's my question for the week for you two. So we just saw Kai Kara France defeat Askar Askarov in a huge upset taking Askarov zero. He was undefeated before this. And my question is simple. Do you think that Kara France will have a better shot at winning the title if Brandon Moreno beats Figgy in their fourth fight or if Figgy beats Moreno? So, you know, in short, who do you think that Kai Kara France matches up better with? Figgy or Moreno? Thanks so much, guys. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Great. great It's a great question. My answer may be a little controversial. I think Moreno gives him tough time. I think Figgy is going to fight Carr's ego or fight with his ego, and Kai Carr France could fucking knock fucking him out. Knock him out. Dude, yeah. Because Brand, Brandon's going to strike with him, but then he'll also clinch and he'll tie him up and he'll fucking, he'll fucking grapple. And it won't be like overt takedowns like Askarov. It'll be some sneaky fucking Mexican jiu-jitsu. Yeah, dude, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that, I think that Brandon, uh, especially considering the fact of la- the last fight being so entertaining. Um, oh my god! Can you imagine if they make history by making a fucking fourth fight? Well, I gotta say, if they do, I get it. They're they are the first was a draw. They are one, one, and one. The yeah, reason you complete a trilogy is to have definitive answers. We did not have a definitive answer. If Moreno would have won, no reason to do a fourth fight. <laughs> right, but because then they would have been one, one, and two. No. Yeah. Regardless, it's it one and two. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It. Yeah. There were one zero oh, and two. Right. But now that we're one, 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 it's like, oh boy, here we go. So let's see what happens in the fourth. Because if, <laughs> but here's the thing: if Brandon Moreno wins, <laughs> we're we're in a very tight situation. 
we're in a very tight situation. Bro, I listened to another podcast and someone was like, should we just move them into their own division and they just fight for the belt back and forth? They called the, the Figueroa belt no, or whatever. It makes a lot of sense. Or the Moreto. Yeah, I think that Kai... Yeah, I think Kai would be better matched up to to win a fight with Figgy than he would be with with Brandon. Mm, yeah, that's a tough. I mean, thing Figgy to say has good jujitsu, but yeah. it's more sneaky. I think with a guy like Kai who likes to knock people out, he's gonna say, "Well, I can fuck. I'm a better striker than this guy," and he's gonna catch one dude. He cuts a lot of weight, and Kai's gonna fucking hit that liver, and he's gonna hit that chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Fucking love it. Great question, Phil. Guys, go check out the Split Decision podcast. Does a great job with Fight Geek, who does not listen to the show. That's okay. That's all right. That's okay. I always say that in hopes that he'll fucking message like, hey, I hey, do. I listen. do. I do. Because I think he does, but anyway. Well, like no, my cat. Cat's about to throw up on you. No, he's not gonna throw up. He's just he wants attention. He wants do you think Kai's gonna knock out Figueroa? Yep, yep. Oh, was that your cat or was that you? Who was me? That, that was me. I was, yeah. Oh, I was, okay. No, it was me. All I right, know. let me try and get this other question in. Let's do it. First, I got to fucking read some of the transcript I always do with MMA Catfish because it's so goddamn funny. Here's the first line He really, oh, baby. <laughs> it's the end when they catfish, you know. <laughs> yeah well he is usually our last voice question yeah he usually is oh yeah uh that, what did you what was it what was the translation again say it again he really oh baby and it's the, the end when they catfish you know honestly it is it's true <laughs> <laughs> all right here's the fucking question hey julie old baby it's the mma catfish uh, you know, sorry about missing the call-ins the last couple of weeks. It's just been busy. Sundays are a hard day for me to remember to call you on time and to record so early. Everybody else fucks around and records later in the week. It makes it much easier for my lazy ass to call in. Uh, looking forward to next week, I would like to know how hard is your dick over Chemayev and Burns? Because, man, that fight has my dick rock fucking hard. Burns did really well against Usman despite when he lost. Um, he looked good uh, at the start of that fight and going into it. Um, I think he's an impressive fighter, and I think he's really good. I just think Usman is really, really good. Uh, and Jemayev has looked fucking amazing in his fight so far. So I feel like this is a fantastic fight booking for both of them because for Burns, he needs to prove that he's still at the top. And for Chemayev, he needs to prove that he is legit and beat someone who is at the top. So, yeah, man, I am rock fucking hard. How about yourselves? I also wanted to comment on how fucking stupid was the crowd at that fight, that when two Russian fighters come out, they chant USA. Uh. One, if you were going to fucking chant anything, chant fucking Ukraine. And also, it's just fucking retarded because... (laughs) where they were born like it doesn't mean that they're active and they might be or they might not be but like it's literally just a reaction to where the fighters were born and has fuck all to do with the actual specific fighters their <laughs> situations 
or anything else and fucking chanting USA at them. It doesn't even make any fucking sense, you dumb fucking idiots. God, UFC fight fans are fucking morons. I'm out. FMP for life. I mean, you gotta love that yeah. hot energy at the end, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. First of all, I love that he... You know, people always use that metaphor like, oh, that fucking that fight gets me hard. Or, like, I'm fucking wet for this fight or whatever. He was so serious about it. How hard is your dick for Jemiah Burns? Because mine is hard. fucking rock hard. Rock hard, dude. I mean, it's... Uh, I mean... That's a great fight. It's a great fight. And, like, honestly, like... I, I, my expectation is that uh, is that Chimaev runs through. It is, but if Burns like is able to stop Chimaev, it, it there's a lot uh, for his case against um, against yeah. anyone after that. Again, to stop that hype train is pretty great. So I'll say I think Chimaev beats him, but I don't right. think it's going to be an easy fight. I think uh, Burns is going to make it a tough ass fight, and he, he's he's that veteran savvy. He's yep. legit. And all honesty, like Burns should win this fight, but Jemayev yes. has that intangible. Yeah. That's where I think just like I like Burns. I think it's it could go either way, but my prediction would be like it's gonna be Chemayev. Either way, whoever wins, it's gonna be a tough ass <clears throat> fight. It's gonna be a hard-earned victory. Like it is not gonna be a fucking quick sub or a quick TKO from fucking slam or whatever. It is gonna be a war. Yeah, and I I'm very excited. Yeah, rock hard. Fucking rock hard. Yep, rock hard. And yeah, I agree with you about the crowd, which we obviously talked about before. Yeah, sucked. And uh, yeah, Talk FMP as well. Oh, check out his podcast. You guys should look it up right now. Catfishing with a Tad Daddy. He does this thing called Fuck You Friday where he'll just like rant about something specific and it's usually not MMA related. Um, mm, okay. Last week, I was fucking, on the day that I had to take um, Doug, my cat, who was just on the camera, um to get surgery like well i didn't even know it was surgery at that point i just had to rush him to the er and i had to go back and fucking actually no i at, at that point well no no no. yeah no they said later i'm sorry i'm getting my time anyway i had to run home and fucking get they wouldn't start fucking working on him until they had like a 75 percent of the high end of the estimate which was like 2600 dollars. they wanted i was like Guess I gotta run home and get some cash because like you motherfuckers are greedy as hell. And dude, my fucking neighbor, who you guys have heard me yell about in this podcast before, the one that has his fucking motorcycle. Motorcycle, outside, yep, yep. This fucking rage about this motherfucker is probably a drug dealer, always has his fucking clients park in my spot whenever they come to get their drugs. I come home and someone's in my fucking spot. I almost killed them. Like the mood I was in. So I was driving back. Once I got it, I fucking called his, I fucking sent a voice message on the anchor. And I was like, I want to send a fuck you Friday to my fucking neighbor. And he put it on the, on the podcast. Hey, got to respect it. Cause fuck that motherfucker. Yeah. No gay potato. No um, potato. Uh, yeah. The crowd did suck. Uh, like I said, the, <laughs> I, I already said what I had to say about them booing the russian the first russian not yeah. the second one which is even weirder yeah it, it okay. was so dumb all around yeah so thank you for the hot fire thank you for that hot fire just like dylan yep 
Because he spits the hot. Who are the five best rappers of all time? Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Because I spit out fire. It's true. All right. Okay. This now we move over to the Twitter forum. First question is from Fraser at Fuzz LCFC. He says Kai or Askarov and why? And I I saw his tweet a while ago. Actually, around the same time that he commented this. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known what he was talking about. I was like, Kai or Askarov, what? He tweeted he he doesn't necessarily agree with the decision, basically, is what he said. Yeah. And for me, it was it was Kai two rounds to one. Yeah. He won I, rounds two and three for me. Like, I, I he I almost think- had him finished in the third round. Yeah, I think for me the only the only like the reason why I think people are having a hard time is because of how long Kai had remained in um how long uh Askarov had remained on Kai's back. Yeah. That's the only thing that I could see Not why doing they anything. Think. Yeah, Kai right. was defending the whole time. Right. So that's the only reason why I could see why someone would say that, but other than that, no, I think Kai outstruck him and um uh, you know. So Yeah, so uh Kai because he did. Yeah. He won. Yeah, honestly, like as far as why, like it just to me it was like clear, like he won the second and third round. It was about the damage that he did. He almost had Askarov finished a few times, and yeah. Askarov wasn't doing anything with those those grappling exchanges. Kai was defending every one of them. So, yeah. All right. Fucking a. All right. The next one is from the homie Unmatched MMA, Unmatched MMA podcast. It says, "How many more fights until Grasso gets a title shot?" Honestly. I think one more before, uh, uh, like one like number one contenders fight, which I think is the Chukagian. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Although I think, according to Milliken, I think she's matched up with uh, Manda Hibas, but maybe the maybe she'll fight the winner of that and then get it. I mean, I don't know. No, if if Amanda Hibas wins, like she shouldn't be in a spot to be in a number one contenders fight. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, that's kind of a weird one, but yeah, it's it's like the Chukagian fight for me. Um, that would be the one, and then and then on to the title. All right, I love it. Yeah. Okay. He said, "Follow up. Who would you want to see her fight next? If not for the belt, so we answer that. Yeah, it's Chukagian. the again one, or I wouldn't mind the Manol. The Manol one is good Manolo. too, but Manolo she just got in the rankings. All right, this next one's from the homie Ty Fly Guy at Ty Fly Guy 15. Uh, one half of the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast. His co host doesn't listen to our show either. Just kidding. I mean, I'm not, but it's whatever. Um, out of these four heavyweights, who do you want to see fight for an interim belt? And then who do you believe the UFC brass will pick? Cyril Gunn, Stipe Miocic, Ty Tuivasa. Curtis Blades. Interesting. So I think Ty and Stipe is yeah. happening. And yeah. if that is an interim, that should be for the interim belt. It, it will be. There, there's no doubt it will be. I, I, I can't imagine Stipe saying yes to anything that wouldn't involve any sort of title. After everything, he's too, um, uh, his, his speech is too slurred for him not to accept anything other than. <laughs> hey, wait, not, not a title fight? Oh. Fight with Curse Blaze. I want champ. Yeah, I want champ. What? <laughs> What'd you say? 
yeah. I'm I'm a hot chip. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Stipe and and Ty would be it. Um, yeah. Uh, um, or or uh, Tom Aspinall and Cyril. No, he wasn't on the list. No, right? Stipe Stipe and someone would be it. What? Who do I think the brass? Who? What do I want? Stipe and Ty for interim. That's what I want. Who will the brass? Oh, said, who, who do with the brass? Who, pick? Yeah, pick Stipe uh, Cyril. Bro, if they do that, that's fucking. That's a mistake. He just lost. Yeah, but you know, like he had the interim, lost the unification bout. Like there is no, you don't get a second shot but, in an interim belt. But so, you weird. know, so did so did Stipe. But I think well. The brass to, to should pick Stipe uh, Ty for the sake of of story and also um, it seems like it would be at least a lot more exciting of a fight uh, than Cyril and and Stipe. Uh, although maybe yeah. not. I, I don't know. Stipe is such a good fighter that like putting him with both of those like stylistically matching him up with with either Ty or I think he I think Stipe has a better chance against Ty. Um, yeah, but. I think that the fight may be a little bit more interesting for Cyril and Stipe grit wise. Like, I think that they're both so they can really give each other problems at, at certain spots. So, but for entertainment purposes, uh, Stipe and Ty all the way. Yep. 100%. So, yeah. All right. Thank you, Ty. Go listen to front kicks and throat cuddles. Um, this next question is from Kebab Bone at Kabib Bones. He says, will John Jones fight? When can we realistically expect it? What's the holdup if he actually wants to fight like he says? Will John Jones fight? No. When yeah, can we, it's when always can we hard expe- for me to say yeah. whether or not he's going to step in the octagon because I just don't, I don't ever see yeah. him like when, returning. When can we realistically You know what I was thinking Never. last night when fucking Stipe shut Curtis down in the most, I was, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, if John Jones wants like a little, fight at heavyweight that's the non-title to like dip his toe in the pool curtis blades is a good option for him i agree i, I that's not a bad fight but and like i, I don't John know Jones man, would like, fucking murk him we really need to i, I don't know it, how long has john been gone now at this point two years it was february of 2020 when he fought reyes yeah I, you know, not not you know, Stipe at least you know went out on his shield and stuff like that. Like, and John Jones did win, but like, was it not? I don't know. To make the announcement the way he did, and then to not even well, he's he's got like legal troubles. Yeah. Uh, like I don't. That's that's the thing that's like to answer this question. Like, what's the holdup? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't think he can just like go in a fight but he also like wants more money than they're willing to pay him and that's all thing but i i mean i think the like whole getting arrested thing and the fucking his wife leaving him loses leverage it's like john you're not in a position to negotiate like yeah. this you know who knows yeah but i i, I honestly like what's the john is stopping john from yeah i'll, I'll I was say just that about to say that. As i was gonna say like what's the hold up john john's the hold up he's his own he's his own hold up yeah. And that's all that's how it's always been. He's his own worst enemy. Yeah, because 
Because to think that the idea that Dana wouldn't be cool with that is like dumb. He's a he's a money cash grab dude. So there's no way anything with John Jones' name on it, he'd be like, yes, of course. But John's like, well, we'll see. You know, yeah. and he and John, I don't think it had made any commentary last night about anything. So yeah. Well, who knows? Um, but yeah. Never. Never. And probably not. And on that note, let's go ahead and give some picks. For UFC 223. Let's do it. I'm about to be on topology for myself. Same. And not UFC. Pulling up because, this card right now. And not UFC because uh, Ooh, we only did that Julio for Kevin. Versus I wonder how Kevin did Daniel last week. Santos on the prelims. Mickey Gall is fighting. Oh, really? Yeah, Very Mickey much. Gall is fighting a Canadian gentleman by the name of Mike Malott. Originally, the fact that I've never heard of him, I'm going to say Mickey smashes him. I don't know, seven and one. Uh, this can't be bout order. Um, Gilbert Burns to start the fight card and the main card. Giant. Yeah, I think so. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. There's two title fights. They wouldn't be the co-main. No, I know, but the fact that, that's definitely a main card fight. Mackenzie hmm. Dern and Tisha Torres. That's a marketable fight right there. Yeah. All right. Well, let's give our, our pick. It's Ooh, five Kevin cards. Gaslam versus Nasodini Mavov. Kelvin is going to fucking die, dude. Yeah. All right. I got for, for Gilbert Burns versus Hamza. I have Chamayev winning. I do. Same. Uh, but I, said, would, I think I it would, is going to be close. Yeah. There's no disrespect to Burns. I think, I, would, I think Chamayev edges it out. But I would thoroughly like to see Burns stop the hype train. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. If um, Burns knocks him out or submit or whatever, even beats him in any way, I'm going to be so hyped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, Kelvin Gaslam, and yeah, I think a Mavov is gonna do work. He's gonna fucking dude the way he surgically dismantled Edmund Chabazian. That guy's for real. He used to spar Francis Ngannou. Like yeah. the guy's a fucking beast. Yeah, he's he's gonna. I think he's gonna do. Nasaldin Imavov, so French, dude. Um. All right. So Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres. Good fight. Um. I'm gonna go with Tisha. I think I was I'm gonna, gonna go with Mackenzie. I okay. wasn't gonna Tisha until you said that. Yeah, I, I, Tisha's yeah. the more well-rounded fighter. <clears throat> yeah, this is kind of a and coin flip for see. me. Tisha's got way better striking. Right, but it's still a coin flip as far as <laughs> what could happen. So, yeah, I mean, everything is a coin flip. You know, I mean, it's fifty-fifty. You know, there's a 50-50 chance that it may or may not go Mackenzie Dern's way. Yeah. There's a 50, 50 chance that she may or may not win. Yeah. So that's my that's my answer for that. But I, I am gonna go with Tisha Torres. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mackenzie, just so uh, we can have because I'm kind of on the fence. Like, fuck it. Yeah. We'll cover yeah. our bases. Push yourself. One over. of us will be right. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, this is a draw. Can you imagine? Speaking of draws. Live. Aljamain Sterling and Peter Young. No, I'm just kidding. Good Bro, if that's a draw, I would, I would laugh so hard. I would um, be laughing. I got, uh, I got Peter Young. I, I, Peter Young's boxing in no joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's just no fucking joke. Not only that, his his grappling too. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah think he, Peter Young. Peter Young just has a couple. Yeah, but Peter Young also too. Yeah. Um, his long lost brother. Yeah, as long as you don't say Petter, it's not yeah, Petter. Petter Young, never has been and never will be. Peter Young. I don't know. I don't know. Like anyone that thought Aljamain was even remotely winning that that first fight is 
bananas. Like it's yeah. No, watch yeah. it and no, he was getting. If he would have kept he was going, getting it tuned been, up. Yeah, it would have been pretty bad. So I think uh, Piotr Jan is 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 gonna take it. But if he doesn't, it'll be good. It'd be great for Sterling. Uh, but I'm ready to see fucking Sanhagen back in there with with Sterling. So yeah, Sanhagen when they fought, he got subbed in like a few minutes. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh shit, maybe Aljo is for real." And then, eh. yeah, everything started happening. It makes so. me wonder. Like Aljo has said, like in that first fight, he had like an injury or something that was preventing him from wrestling the way he wanted to, or something like that, and that's why Jan was able to out wrestle him or something. I don't know, but I mean, it, like the fact that he was able to do that to San Hagen in his fight prior, maybe you go, "Hmm, maybe." Mm-hmm. But Aljo Sterling is so fucking annoying. And quite frankly, stupid the way some of the shit he says, I would like nothing more than to see him lose. Yeah. Well, I love it. It's very German of you. It's very Claudius of you. Very Claudius of me. Yeah. Um, now moving on to the main event of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, I respect Alexander Volkanovsky so much, but I'm picking the Korean zombie. Oh, shit. Because, I'm picking. I'm picking Volk. I mean, as you, as everybody should, but I'm picking the Korean Zombie guys. I know what happened between him and Brian Ortega. I get it. I know what happened. You know, I remember Cupgate, um, <laughs> and and honestly, like, I don't know, man. The idea of Korean Zombie winning would be bonkers. It would be honestly. It would be if, if cool. Korean Zombie was the fucking champ. I would lose my fucking mind, dude. And that's what I want. I want to lose my fucking mind. I want. I want Korean Zombie. I like that energy. I, I want. I want. You know what I want, dude? You know what I want specifically? I want Korean Zombie by Twister. Ooh, yeah, dude. What? What if he did, dude? Place would go in bananas. Literally, cra- craziest thing of all time. Yeah, it happened in the first minute. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think Volkov's gonna fucking piece him the fuck. Volkanovsky. Up. Yeah, if he's Volkov. like Volkov, he'd be dead. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> I think uh, Vol- yeah, who, who cares about names? Um, <laughs> I think uh, Volkanovsky is is oh. is is gonna fucking really fuck him up. I mean, there's no yeah. doubt. I mean, if Brian did, what he, he might did knock him out. Him. I think I, I feel yeah. like actually Vol- Volkanovsky's probably gonna get a stoppage. Yeah, but if Korean Zombie can put something together, which I don't know what he could because fucking Volkanovsky got fucking the choke from from hell uh, from Brian Ortega. Uh, yeah, and and fucking t- two. Big old wars with fucking Max Holloway, um, yeah. But I'm I'm picking him. I have to, because I'm picking up my heart. I love that, and Dude, I want. I'm, Korean so, I'm so happy for you right I now. I want Korean Zombie at the top of the. I want him at the top of the heap, even yep. if it's not for long. I mean, look, look what tough decision we have coming up in 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 two months, dude. I mean, it's not tough for us, but it's tough for a lot of people. Fucking Yuri. Oh, fucking yeah. Yuri and Glover. Yeah. It's not tough God for us, it. but yeah, but I, I like whenever the Glover thing, I didn't care that Jan was probably going to win. And then he didn't. And it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. It was so amazing. It was so such a, a like though, like him and Brandon Reynolds fight happening so close together. I was just like, oh, all the feels so great. Yeah. All the feels for all that stuff. So with that being said, I mean, like I said, I I love that idea of fucking. Speaking of fields, I might cry if Korean Zombie becomes champ. That would be fucking Dude, unreal. It, it would be so cool. I would love it. 
I feel oh, like he would cry too because I feel like he's an emotional guy. Like yeah, I would just be dude. crying with him. I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" Yeah, dude, I'm I'm gonna be so fucking stoked uh, if it happens. I, I I don't I I I mean I can't wait to see what the odds it's are. MMA crazier things have happened. That's true. I'm I I uh, I'm interested to see what the odds are. I I'm thorough, I'm thoroughly interested to see what the odds are. Um, come fight night. Yeah. Come find out. I'm, I'm interested to see what it is because you you just show highlights of of uh, Volkanovski's all fights. It's just too much. It's too like it's you're insane. just like that's a lot. Like Korean's got some pretty fucking great knockouts and him just coming forward and stuff like that. But all the stuff that Volkanovski went through, you're just like mm, there's not really there's yeah. not a lot. He, this hasn't been tested. Although I don't know, DC was like we got to put some respect on Volkanovski's name. I was like, I oh, dude, after the second fucking Max Holloway fight, I think that was already solidified. Like. Not really, because that was the one that people really thought he lost. Yeah, but I just mean like the idea that regardless of it, I think that people would like still put have the respect of like, yeah. yeah, this motherfucker can fucking fight. And then to to go through go through Brian Ortega and have that war and pop his fucking head out of that goddamn or fucking Brian's strength releasing. Ugh. Um fucking insane. So Korean zombie, here's to you. I hope you win this weekend. USA, let's go. <laughs> yeah usa totally all right well, we can't get out what? of here without shouting out our patrons by the way before we go any further where's the fight happening oh i want to say arizona actually let me see what it says in typology oh no jacksonville that's right jacksonville ah. florida that's, that's right. right all right there's another fight card in arizona happening soon, soon yeah, yeah but... all right well let's go ahead and shout out our patrons Just pulls them up. You guys can follow me at leogh2113 at G. Uh, well, on Twitter and Instagram. I might have just said that like a bunch of yeah. different ways, but I don't care. As yep. you can tell, um, follow Dcrons at Dcrons. Yep, Fo- follow all of us. Yeah, follow everyone. Yeah, follow Go each other. Fucking tweet where I tweeted out this episode and follow everyone that's sending a question. Yeah, just do it because we love you guys. But yeah. yeah, follow me. Don't follow me. Love me. Comment. Hate me. As as Dave L once famously said, suck me or fuck me, make your mind. <laughs> and on that note, we'd like to give a lovely shout out to <laughs> APB, Sandy Pants, Alex from Jersey, T Cross, Fee, Dave L, Jimmy the Drunk, Tricky Dick, Mix the Man, Anonymous, David Everett, Wholesome MMA, Brian Shea, Dave aka Nobby Buckles. Super Manly Nick, David S, and D Crons. Ladies and gentlemen, best people of all time. If you like to join this list and get yourself a shout out every episode, guaranteed, go over to patreon.com slash friendly sparring. That's where it's at. Also get access to early access to episodes that come out a day before on patreon and they come out in video form if you're in the peggy knuckles tier yeah please get on that tier and watch us make jackets of ourselves i was wearing sunglasses this entire fucking time and it really elevates the show yeah it really does you know i've got this fucking thing behind me that i'm not even going to describe because it's not for the audio listeners it's for the video listeners yeah they're gonna need to experience it yeah Yeah, who cares yeah well anyway whatever um all right well I guess now we get into our porn podcast. Now we get into our porn podcast. All right.
Welcome to the. Welcome to the.